You're listening to The Open Podcasts. First time in my life ever, I was embarrassed. I've choked, I've lost, I've let everybody down. This was my chance. Like he'd played for 17 holes, the best golf I'd ever seen him play. One last big tee shot. Come on, Pordrick. So I'd got no doubts. He was just going to pipe this thing down the middle. Barry Byrne down the right-hand side. Pordrick Carrington lands on the bridge, goes into the water. It's not over. You know, that gave me a good opportunity to win my, my first Open and my first major. It's gone in the burn again. It has gone in the water again. I just can't believe it. I'm just gobsmacked. Sergio Garcia of Spain sets the ball on its way and misses and misses. Even as I tell this story now, the hairs are standing up on the back of my neck. Hello there and welcome to live coverage from the 136th Open Championship. In 2007, the Open Championship returned to the links of Carnoustie. It was a course built for drama, but no one could have predicted what was about to unfold. Paulie Carrington was dreaming of becoming the first Irish winner for 60 years, but this is the remarkable story of how he almost threw it all away. I was one of the best players at that time not to have won a major. I had come close in 2002 at Muirfield. As it turned out, I needed to par the last to get into a playoff. At the time I was playing the hole, I thought I needed to make a birdie, and I ended up making a bogey and missed out. Fourth shot. That's pretty good. I knew there was a little swing. There's a wonderful putt from Porrick. But a five it will be. A round of 67. And there's another good championship for Harrington. It never felt like my open. It really was an outlier to me. I played phenomenal tee to green golf that week in 2002 and I just put it badly. The setup for the Open at Carnoustie in 2007 was far from benign, but it was nothing like the relentless battleground that it had proved eight years earlier. But just to make sure, Harrington made a reconnaissance visit two months before the championship with his caddy, Ronan Flood. We'd been there uh, maybe a couple of months or two months before, so we had seen the course. So we knew it wasn't going to be like 99. I think the problem was it hadn't been played there since 99, so it was obviously everybody was always going to talk about 99. Well, Van der Velde still has the luxury of four shots. If he gets a six, that's a double burger that'll put him to plus five. Now, where is he going now? He's going out left to the front of the green. Yeah, it must be. I don't believe it. This is, this is so, 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 so sad. There's no doubt we were all worried about 99. Carnoustie is always going to be the toughest of the Lynx golf courses. It's, it's just a big brute of a test, at, 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 even when the Open isn't there. And, you know, 99, I suppose they wanted it to live up to their reputation. On the practice days during the Open week and also through the opening few rounds, the Irish media had clustered around Harrington every day. They could see and hear that he had a mindset that was not going to be shaken by the many setbacks that were inevitable around Carnoustie. But he did have something on his mind, and that was which driver to put in his bag. So I had three drivers. I would love to tell you that I didn't, but I did panic on Wednesday. You know, after practice had finished, tournament round, you're meant to leave and go home and wait to see what happens Thursday. But no, I went to the range, brought one of those launch monitors there and started hitting drivers like a madman. I had about six people around me testing these drivers and I so dearly wanted to go to the, this old seven degree driver because hey, it was coming out low, it was going far. It was faster than the others, it was going further than the others. But ultimately, I went with it. 
on the tee from Ireland, Barry Carrington. I'm always thinking I can win. Two under par is a nice start, you want to get into the tournament. I was comfortable with how I was doing. My game was good, my head was good, mentally I was good, routines were good, but this driver just, whatever it was, I wasn't getting enough spin on it. I couldn't keep it straight, I was, I was afraid of the hook. And that's uh, a long way wide. It's an unusual mistake for Harrington. That cost me on the Friday, shot two over par, and it forced me into the chain, I had to change, which is not a great sign in a tournament, but I had to change driver and move on. I went to brand new Wilson Club, never used it before, and wow, was it night and day. So with a change of driver in hand for Saturday, Harrington really found his game and he moved to red figures again on three under par following a 68. So now after three rounds, he was tied for third place with six others. Three strokes ahead of him was Steve Stricker, who had shot a course record of 64 on Saturday, and he was the only player separating Harrington from Garcia who had been out in front since that first round, 65. You know, at least uh, it was good to experience Carnoustie being so tough because then in 2007, even though it was difficult, it didn't feel like uh, like it was that, that difficult anymore after after the way we played in 1999. On the team of Spain, Sergio I played really, really well on, on the first day. If I remember correctly, I think I shot six under. Uh, I think I shot 65 on the first round. On, on tough conditions, uh, kind of wet conditions that weren't very easy to maneuver on that course. Oh, it's just trickled in on the left lip. A great round of golf from Sergio Garcia, 65. What a start to his Open Championship. I remember I played uh, extremely well and got myself uh, up on the lead. You know, it was just uh, the perfect way to start the, the, the week, obviously. Then Friday was a bit more of a grinder's day. Going to Garcia for this nasty little five-footer. Let's see if you can put a positive stroke on it. Finishing level par, straight in the middle of the hole. Brilliant. Obviously, it wasn't as smooth as, as the first day. But Carnusi is like that, you know. If, you, if you're a little bit off, there's a lot of danger lurking around that makes it tough. But I was able to control myself. I was able to stay uh, as patient as you can be under the, the, the pressure of you know, leading a, an open championship and you know, still managed to put a good score and, and got myself into a, a really good position going into the weekend. Nine under Sergio Garcia, a round of 68 today, three under par. So he is nine under for his three rounds. Three shot lead going into Sunday. So, uh, you know, that gave me a good opportunity to win my my first Open and my first Major. The six shots that separated Harrington from Garcia might have seemed daunting, but on such a difficult golf course, big swings were possible. And of course, there was also the memory of eight years earlier, when the eventual Open champion in 1999, Paul Laurie, had come from 10 shots back on Sunday, a feat which had been witnessed by the Times golf correspondent back then, John Hopkins. I think when you look back at what Laurie did, it becomes even more astonishing to have been so far back. I don't think thereafter that we looked at people who were three or four behind the leaders in the last round and said, if you can do a sort of a lorry, we'll be praising you tonight. We'll be putting the laurel leaves around your neck tonight. I don't think we thought that because his performance was so exceptional. Laurie's the winner. <laughs> it may have been very rubbishy early on, but to finish 3-3 to claim the prize is quite magical. Without wishing to do Podrick down in the slightest, he was, yes, he had a chance, but I don't think anybody could actually put their hand up and say strongly, yes, I knew he was going to come from that far back and do it. 
you know, if you were six shots behind and there's 20 people between you and the leader, it's harder because you expect someone to shoot it. And you, he was going to have to perform well on the Sunday, but it was final David Major, anything can happen. We're told that they're brothers-in-law now, Todrick and his caddy, so keep it all in the family. I was in a very confident mood about my game. Taking a six-shot lead off somebody is as much in their control as your control. You know, I wasn't predicting anything, even though I was kept saying I was going to win, but I was just very... Can I imagine I'd found a driver that works? I was just thrilled with my game. My head is in a great place, and, you know, I was going out there to play golf in, what, the third-last group in the Open. Alongside Harrington in the seven-man group, tied for third place on three-under, was fellow Irishman Paul McGinley, a frequent team partner of Harrington in World Cups, and Ryder Cups, and also a very close friend. I uh, probably didn't have the conviction Podrick did, to be quite honest. I look back on my career now, and I should have done. I should have done a little bit. Looking back on it, I, it was a really good chance I had, outside chance to, uh, to win that Open, and uh, I don't feel like my attitude was strong enough on that last day. Attitude would be critical in the final round. For Garcia, a three-shot lead over his playing partner Stricker was his immediate concern, a part, of course, from heading to that first tee with a positive mindset of his own. Biggest cheer of the day so far for Sergio Garcia. Warm applause, a roar of support for the young Matador. How hard is his heart beating right now? This is the biggest day of his young career. He's dominated for three days here, and the Open is firmly in his grasp, but will he hold on or will it fall from his grip? It was raining a lot. Uh, for a moment, we, we didn't know if we were going to be able to keep going. I think there was squidgies going around the, some of the greens and it wasn't as easy as, as some of the other days. Obviously, uh, you know, you're playing with, with the pressure of, of trying to win the Open and not on maybe ideal conditions, but uh, I was still fighting hard and uh, getting attacked from uh, Andres Romero and Patrick. Garcia was right to fear a challenge from the cluster of players in the matches directly in front of him on the course. There was Argentina's Andres Romero who fired 10 birdies in his dramatic final round surge to take the lead with just two holes to play. Romero has holed that long putt so he now is on his own at the top of the leaderboard after 15 holes Andres Romero leads the Open Championship at 8 under par. While Harrington too was on a charge of his own. I've never driven it as well, like on a rope, 300 yards plus down every fairway. Gave myself opportunities all the way through and three under after nine was a poor return for the way I played those nine holes. I hit it in stiff on the 11th to that tight right pin just over the bunker. I hit it to, I probably hit it to two or three feet and the crowd was starting to really buzz at that stage. Two shots is our threshold. If we're two shots behind, we stick to the way we're playing. We play it for a four, a birdie, and if we're more than two shots behind, we'll go with driver and try and make eagle. So I knew I was going well. I could see the, the surge of crowds and you, you know, there's a buzz going. So when I get to the 14th, I'm standing at the tee, and my caddy puts his hand, obviously, to pull out the club, and he puts it on the five wood. And the minute he put it on the five wood, I realize I'm within two of the lead. I'm there, I'm where I want to be. And even as I tell this story now, the hairs are standing up on the back of my neck. A bounce and a hop and a skip and a jump. And the luck of the Irish. Harrington for eagle. Yes! Nine under. What else could happen? Brilliance from Harrington. 
sheer brilliance. Yes, slides one away, missed it. That has let him down there. Harrington is our championship leader at the moment. He's safely up the 17th, needs good shot into the green. Romero's move to the top of the leaderboard came to an abrupt end with a disaster on the 17th. Well, that is the sixth, and it, the way he's been going, it's either three or six up the last. Let's see what he can do. Leading Harrington one stroke clear of the field as he approached his tee shot on the final hole. We have a new leader, and it's the Dubliner, Pordrick Harrington. And suddenly, the world number 10 has the Open Championship within his grasp. You're just trying to not get excited like the crowds. The crowds are going mad, your adrenaline is surging, and you're just trying to, OK, this is time now not to get too excited, calm down, just don't get ahead of yourself. Well, this is what it's all about. Bunkers right, burn left. I'm coming into 18, playing the best golf of my life. 18th tee, Pordra Carrington. Like, he'd played for 17 holes, the best golf I'd ever seen him play. One last big tee shot. Come on, Podrick. So I, I had no doubts he was just going to pipe this thing down the middle. I practically run up to, and I, and I have past history of this. I, I just, I run up to the 18 tee and I'm buzzing. I'm just so confident. I tee the ball up. I'm just going to bust that driver down the middle of the fairway. I am playing the best golf of my life. I'm driving the ball the best of my life. I could not have been more confident. Nine under, leads by one. The Irishman, Podrick Harrington. He does not like it. Leaning to the right. Oh, an anxious look to the right-hand side. Where's this ball going to land? Barry Byrne down the right-hand side. Podrick Harrington lands on the bridge, goes into the water. Podrick Harrington is in the burn at 18. It's not over. I took that club away, got to the top of my backswing, and I got a small amount of doubt. Don't hit it left. And, of course, that manifests itself into a massive, you know, feels like massive amount of pressure or panic or whatever and I hit it way right. Uh, a pretty appalling shot. Oh the shock waves of that they rumbled across like an earthquake there and down on his haunches when that happened was Sergio Garcia. Has he been given a reprieve by the Irishman? It was a pure mental error. That's the nature of the game. Now I will say 18 is the toughest finishing hole in golf. In tournament golf. There's no golf hole like it. There's, there's disaster looking everywhere. Not quite Van der Ven, but not a million miles away from it so far. What a shame, Porrick. I go back there now sometimes and play when I play the Dunhill Championship there every year. Dunhill links. Sometimes I make a hit a drive and in the rough and have to chip out and I make a five and sometimes I walk off the hole going, that's okay. That was pretty simple. Uh, when you have to make four, it's brutal. Every day I played the 18th hole, I stopped and went shot by shot, what Jean van der Velde did in 1999. There's no doubt about that, that. You can't get away from that 18th hole without other people's baggage being van der Velde's. Well, mines go back very quickly to 1999. I have my own baggage from uh, the 1992 British Amateur. I hit a six iron out bounce for my second shot to lose to the ultimate winner, Stephen Dundas. It's probably the last 16 that I lost the match, and that was heartbreaking. The layout of Carnoustie's design, with the Barry Burn snaking its way beside and across the 17th and 18th holes, means that there's actually a shared bridge between the two fairways. And as luck would have it, Harrington and Garcia were destined to pass each other in an awkward encounter on that bridge. It could hardly have been staged more dramatically had it been crafted in fiction. Oh, he's going to pass Sergio on the bridge. Oh, literally, they passed on the bridge. I crossed the bridge and, of course, I made 
a strong effort to look stoic that this isn't bothering me that I'm in the wrong fairway I'm not a bit embarrassed by this I'm not I really made that effort to you know hold my chest out and business as usual there's a lot of howling and hollering going on from different supporters the Spanish supporters and the Irish supporters there must be 50 or 60 people on the two fairways you know it was kind of like a high kind of smile you know I wasn't thinking anything of it it was it was kind of like a you know hey what's up Whilst it looked dramatic, a Hollywood scriptwriter couldn't have done it better. I think we journalists, and I'm as guilty as anyone, put a little bit more spice on that little anecdote or that little episode than was really there. After taking a drop from the Barry Burn, Harrington was now left with a desperately difficult third shot towards the green, with his mind a complete cluster of confusion, with thoughts rushing through his head of just how much worse things could get from the position he now found himself in. This is such a big shot now. I mean, he has to make five at the worst. I had 228 to the front. I think I had 248 to the pin. And I dropped it about five, six yards short of the hazard on a, on a bit of a, a little bit of an upslope. But in hindsight, I dropped it. It wasn't rough, but it wasn't fairway. And it was a little bit into the grain. I've got a shot kind of downwind out of right. I can't afford to miss the green right because you just can't get up and down. I can't afford to miss it short because that's the, the Barry burn. So I'm hitting a golf shot that nobody would ever, ever take on in their right mind. Nobody would ever want. But clearly I can't lay up. I have to go for it. Right, Podrick Harrington. One of the biggest long arms of your life coming up. This is the biggest shot of his life. Just backing off once more and why wouldn't he? He needs a long iron of the calibre of Paul Laurie here. I go with a four iron and I catch it a little heavy with it into the grain and it just snags and comes out left. It's gone in the burn again. It has gone in the water again. This is barely believable that Carnoustie has done this twice in a row, Roger Chapman. I just can't believe it. I'm just gobsmacked. So, yeah, that's it. My open's over. I've hit it out of bounds. It's gone. First time in my life ever, I was embarrassed. I've choked, I've lost, I've let everybody down. This was my chance. But I would have been quite happy if the ground opened up and swallowed me up and I didn't have to play on. And that's never been me. When Podrick Harrington stood on the 18th tee, the Open Championship was his to lose. He is losing it. The whole world is thinking about Van der Velde at that stage. Podrick is quiet. I'm just talking to him as we go down, just trying get him back to trying to realise at least, okay, it's not finished yet, we can see what we can do, but yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, God, how's he going to get out of bed tomorrow morning, let alone uh, finish the hole? He kicked into doing his job and the cliches, it's not over yet, one shot at a time, let's play it out, who knows what's going to happen, you know, all these cliches. I do think he took the four iron off me pretty quickly because I would have hit him with it. I, I just didn't want to hear any of it, I was just gone. But he stuck to his guns, he kept at me and, you know, after 50 yards, yeah, maybe I started listening for the next 50 yards and by the time we got to 100 yards, maybe I started believing him. In my head was just keep talking until I get an answer from him, until he wants to answer. So just keep saying things, I mean, cliches, different things, everything, you know, everything you can think of, it's not over till it's over, all this sort of stuff. And uh, eventually after probably 150 yards or so, he, he kind of said, I can't even remember what he said, but he started talking at that stage, which was at least, rather than getting down to the, 
the ball without having said anything and at least he'd, he'd started talking at that stage which has given him time to get into thinking about it, processing it and all that. In that moment in time he won me a major championship. Trust is one of the most embodied elements of any good bond between a caddy and a player and few relationships in the history of golf could have been as close as that of Harrington and his caddy, his brother-in-law, his confidant and close friend Ronan Flood. Now Harrington's focus might have been brought back from the brink at that point but there was still work to be done. He took his penalty drop from the burn and he was really careful to find some fluffy grass that the mower blades had left just near the edge of the hazard. So he dropped his ball into an ideal lie for the shot that he had in mind. And I wonder now if there's time for one more last little bit of magic. Fifth shot coming up, twice in the water. Now the skill of pitching was one of the strongest in his game. And the image that he created in his mind for the shot before him took him back to his home club. They were happy, calming memories. Ronan had centred his mind for what would be the most important stroke of his entire career. I was back in there and I hit this shot 48 yards on the 18th hole, exactly like I was a teenager showing off to his friends. Will you just imagine he's back in Dublin, not in the pressure cooker of the open. Here's the chip. I'm bouncing up and down in my own head going, watch this, watch this, it's going to spin, this is going to spin. Exactly how you would be when you're showing off to your, your friends when you're 14 years of age. It's going to spin and sure enough it took one, it took two, it took three hops and it just started dancing. And it's come up to rest, oh beautiful shot, three, three feet or so. He's got that for a six. Yeah, hit a great pitch, that pitch one in the open as much as the putt, but it was the, the pitch that, that did it really. And it was a shot just hit for the glory of that moment. So Padraig Harrington has to sink this putt really. Sergio Garcia makes his way to the 18th tee. At the moment he's a spectator. Harrington has all the grandstands focused on him and this putt on what's been an incredible hole for a double bogey. It would be the clubhouse lead. Romero has finished six under. He's in the clubhouse at six under. Harrington over it now, complete still around this 18th here at Carnoustie, and it is in. It's in, and I think that was a, a, a roar of relief from the galleries as much as everything else. It was willpower. I just willed that ball into the hole. As smooth and beautiful the chip shot, the putt was just tarred and gritty and just grinded it into the hole. But what this means is Sergio Garcia needs a par four at the 18th to win the 136th Open Championship. You know, I've looked up at the scoreboard, I can see I'm now one behind. You know, even if I wasn't one behind, I just feel devastated that I have choked like I did down the 18th when it really counted. And that, that's never been my MO. I'm normally better under the pressure, as I said, and it took me years to realise, again, it wasn't the pressure that made me take six down the last, it was my overconfidence that made me take six down the last. And now Patrick's been given the nod by Mum to come on and run, and Dad's smiling now. There's nothing better than your little boy to cheer you up after a double bogey. My three-and-a-half-year-old son comes running out on the green, and I greet him just as I walk off the back of the green. I pick him up, he does a bit of a tumble in my arms, and he's looking at me, and he doesn't care. He doesn't think I'm a loser. And you know, he's looking at me like I'm the champion. And it really did help to change my mindset. So now Harrington had done his bit. A traumatic experience it might have been on the final hole, but he had somehow finished with an air of hope. And so now the stage was left for Garcia, 
who was holding a one-shot lead as he prepared to hit his approach shot into the final green. And now, here we go. Ah, the bull Matador approaches. Step back. A par in 18 would bring him his first major championship title and, of course, his first Open at 27 years of age. To enjoy exclusive Open content, join the One Club for free today. In addition to exclusive content, as a member of the One Club, you'll get priority access to tickets, receive exclusive offers and get the chance to win competitions 365 days a year. Get even closer to the Open. Join the One Club today at theopen.com. It climbs into the sky and everyone holds their breath. He doesn't look happy. And the ball's gone into the front left bunker, the front left bunker, and he's going to have to have a lengthy bunker shot diagonally across the green and get up and down in two to win the Open. If nothing else, you, you want to have you know, the outcome of the tournament in your hands. And, and at that time, yeah, with a four, I knew that I would be the Open champion. Uh, obviously, the bunker was, was a little bit wet. The, the sand was a little bit uh, a little bit more compact than, than normal. I had a good bunker shot, but it came out a little bit, a little bit stronger than I thought it would. What a great putt, Harrington Holt. At four foot nearer than that one. But I still left myself. You know, I would say probably like an eight, ten footer to win the Open for Park. They've moved off towards the recorder's hat. The 18th green is bare once again, and Sergio Garcia is facing the biggest shot of his life. No question about that. And here is Sergio Garcia now, down on his haunches, looking at this putt. This is it. This to be champion. And as he's hitting the putt, I'm telling myself I'm going to win this Open, but I never wish for him to miss. Now, logically, he had to miss. But I didn't sit there going, you know, I want him to miss, I need him to miss, I wish he misses, any of those thoughts. Sergio Garcia of Spain sets the ball on its way and misses, and misses. It's missed to the right and he bows his head and he stares into the green turf below him. And now he stretches back up and he looks at the grey skies above which have just taken a whole darker shade for him. You know, he had a great putt that I thought it was, uh, I thought it was in all the way and unfortunately, Unfortunately, didn't want to go in and just slipped out on the left and had to go into a, into a playoff. It was a beautiful putt, Peter, wasn't it? It looked like it was in all the way. Just left looked like right it was going to turn, but it just kept going. Four-hole playoff it is. And Podrick Harrington has just left the recorder's hut. They pulled the blinds down so that nobody could look inside for his reaction to Garcia's putt there. When he did miss, I didn't get a high or a low out. I was constant, I'm going to win this. So my emotions didn't change with him missing. I think if you sit there, you know, wishing somebody to miss or get involved in it like that, I'm not, I'm not talking karma here, I'm just talking your own emotions. I just was, I'm going to win. I'm going to win and that's it. One thing Sergio Garcia will always have in his mind for the rest of his life is that putt on 18, edging towards the hole, seemingly going in to win the Open Championship and suddenly just lipping out. That will be in his mind for the rest of his life. Regaining your equilibrium, regaining your resolve, determining that you're going to go out there and put everything behind you is very difficult when what you're trying to put behind you is a, a putt that you swore was going to go in. And not many people do miss putts like Sergio. You know, the world collapses when he misses a putt and, and it's, it's catastrophic. Even though it was disappointing to make the double, you 
when you went in and realised that it was a great double. There was a little bit of solace in that. And then when Sergio misses put, you kind of went out thinking, well, we've got a second chance here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the playoff to decide the winner of the 136 Open Championship. The holes will be 1, 16, 17, 18. Looking at it now, I wish I, wish I would have look at it in a way of okay you know I had a chance to win but I still have another chance to win I kind of after missing that part I kind of felt like I lost it and I probably got into the play of more thinking you know I, I lost it instead of you know I still have a chance of, of winning it. There's a cigar smoking Spaniard to cheer on uh, Sergio Garcia Miguel Angel Jimenez is there to cheer him on and next to him is another Dubliner to cheer on Paul Drake Harrington Paul McGinley is inside the ropes. I really felt that Podic was going to win. I thought he had the upper hand. He'd been in a lot of playoffs. He'd been very close on a number of occasions to winning big events. And I just thought, this is his destiny. He's not going to let this go. We went out probably more buoyed by what had happened than Sergio, who had finished, and he had missed a putt to win. Whereas Podic never had a putt to win. So I think that was a big factor. Harrington now had his own issues. He had to clear from his mind the manner of his failure to close out victory when it had beckoned for him on the same 72nd hole that had held the prospect of success for Garcia. And then there was a curious mini-drama. Harrington actually had no fresh new golf balls in his bag for the playoff. Caddy's obviously meant to be prepared. He was prepared. He, he brought extra golf balls to the golf course that day for a playoff. He packed an extra six golf balls or marked them up the night before and brought them to the course. And he... Uh, he gave them to his dad, who was out watching, to carry them because Ronan's not going to carry any extra weight if he doesn't have to. So when we got to the playoff, there's such a melee. It's quite a tight spot around that first tee. We couldn't find his dad. Couldn't get the golf balls. So I've no golf balls. I've used up all my golf balls, basically. Now I, I can recycle an old one. So we send my manager in and he gets six golf balls out of the pro shop. And I'm going to tee up in the playoff at the Open Championship with a golf ball with the Carnoustie logo on it. Branded from the shop. Luckily, right, like literally five minutes before we were due to go, his dad got to the tee to hand over the golf balls and I didn't have to do it. But I nearly played the playoff with the green Carnoustie logo on my golf ball. On the tee from Ireland, Podrick Harrington. So Podrick's going first. Clearly after hitting such a bad drive and bad second shot on the 18th hole, standing on the first hole, he's just not quite sure what's coming out. As well, Tiger had hit it out of bounds up the first that year. So that made it all the more realistic that you could hit it out of bounds off the first. If Tiger can do it, you can do it. Off it goes, swish. But I hit a beautiful five wood down the middle of the fairway. And there was, there was a little bit of relief from that. Very good. I walked off the tee and, and you know, all day coming down the stretch, I waved at the crowd as if I was holding the trophy. So every time I lifted up my hand, if you go back and watch the coverage, my hand is splayed open exactly how you would hold a claret jug. And in my head, I imagined I was holding that claret jug when I was looking at the crowd. So I walked off the tee, I walked off the tee first. All the match play traits, I was off first. He, he's looking at my back as we're going down that first fairway. On the tee from Spain, Sergio Garcia. You get into the playoff and then you know, you plug in the bunker on the on the second shot on on, on the first, and and you're not able to make par, and then Harrington makes birdie. Dead center, two shot lead. Then you hit a good shot on the next, and you know it looks like it was going to be next to the flag, and unfortunately it didn't catch the flag dead on. Okay. 
Makes it. Oh, my God. Oh, and the pin. Oh, my God, and the pin. I think I was in three or four iron, something like that, and I uh, went about 15, 18 feet away and hit a good pile and didn't make it. And now, Sergio Garcia. This from about 18 inches for his par on the 16th, the second playoff hole. In it goes. So it's a par for Garcia, a par for Harrington. Harrington, two-shot advantage, tees off. Off he goes, likes it, picks a tee up, looks straight down the middle of the fairway, perfect for Podrick. A birdie putt for Podrick Harrington on the third playoff hole. They're on the 17th. Can he hold this for his second birdie of this playoff hole? Right to left, and he's missed it. Bit of a reprieve for Sergio, and off they go to the 18th, which has been a graveyard for some. From the 17th green to the 18th, there's 50 yards of a walk. I spent the whole time, and this, this is bizarre, I spent the whole time walking to the 18th tee, telling myself I could lose this, trying to put myself under pressure. Walk over to the 18th, not a long walk. Two shots in it, now Harrington with the honour. Well, they've had plenty of drama on this hole already today. I wanted to be pumped up playing that 18th. I wanted to make sure that I didn't get complacent with my two-shot lead. When we got to the playoff, the 18th, the fourth hole, he was two ahead. We didn't have a decision to make. We had made the decision Tuesday, so we were laying up. All we were deciding on when we stood there, like, even though we'd looked at it, was just making sure we hit it in the right place. We hit hybrid off the tee, and we didn't know, we'd never played it that way, so we're trying to figure out where the fairway is, because you can't see the fairway. At the short fairway, so the initial bit of it where we were hitting the hybrid, so you can't see off the tee, uh, and we're trying to get a line on it, how far right, how far left. He's got another chance to redeem himself. He has, and he's set this one off. This is absolutely perfect, not least because he bent down immediately to pick up his tee peg. He knew he'd flushed it, and it's part one of the job, absolutely done. Sergio hits driver, and it kind of, you know, it sums up really he pulls his driver a long way left, but like he's only got seven iron to the green from there or something like that. Like it was, it was, you know, it, Sergio was the best driver of the ball in the game at the time. And like, wow, I'm glad he didn't do it on the 72nd hole. Left, Eddie. Landed soft. He's gone iron, iron the last two days off this 18th, but two shots back. 203 yards of a little bit of an upslope for Sergio. He's got to get down in two from here. I don't think Harrington's going to take more than five. Stay right. Get down. Get down. Down. Fine shot. Fine shot. That's good. Well, there's 102 yards left between Podrick Harrington and the hole. Hold it. Very good for distance, but he tweaked it. Back on again, that's a tough part for Porrick to get it stormed dead. And if it does get it stormed dead, Garcia will have a putt to tie. As they lie, there's only one in it now. Harrington played three, Garcia two. Harrington was two ahead. Well, 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 whatever next, whatever next, it isn't over. As if you dared to believe it was. So Harrington was first to putt, and it was far from an easy two putt. The drama was far from over but he felt in control of the situation. Now then, here is Podrick Harrington from some 30 feet or so. If this goes in, he is the Open champion. Nicely in the zone, I hit a beautiful putt across there. I nearly hold. Ball is on its way. 
it's looking good it's very close it just goes past the hole on the left hand side to about three and a half feet there's a bit of mileage in that yet and uh, Sergio stands up and he hits a beautiful putt Garcia holds Harrington has the hole to tie extraordinary what's going on here he's seen the line from Harrington here it goes left to right in it comes oh and it's just literally by a hair's breadth gone past the hole on the left hand side are there any fingernails left in Carnoustie I wonder and he taps in he's made a good four but Podrick it leaves Podrick the stage that he needs to be on finishes the playoff here one over past Sergio Garcia so Harrington has to hold this putt has to hold this putt of three and a half feet to be the 2007 Open champion. Well, can we have any more drama, I wonder? Three and a half feet for the Open. Portrick Harrington is over the putt now. It's on its way. I remember the ball goes to the bottom of the cup. And I'm still, like, I'm, I, know, I know this only took half a second, but it felt like it took 10 seconds. As the ball is in the hole, I'm thinking to myself, is that it? Is it done? Have I won? It's into the hole and he punches the air and he takes his cap from his head and he celebrates with his caddy Ronan Flood and Quadric Harrington of Ireland has won the Open Championship. On TV you'll see a, a celebration that looks instantaneous but there was a conscious effort. Right, that's it, I've done it, I've won. Okay, great. And, and the big celebration. The putt was three and a half feet. Three and a half feet to win the claret jug. In it goes. I thought it was 18 inches. It was as casual, as routine a putt as I've ever made my entire life. Codrick Harrington, the Open champion. How does that sound? Okay. Obviously too good. It's a lot to take in, obviously, yeah. Tried not to get ahead of myself, and it's obviously all coming in now. Sergio, there's um, no easy way to say this, but I know you're bitterly disappointed. Of course. Patrick played well today and well enough to win, so uh, it's got to get better. I was in a beautiful place at the time, and uh, I got to, you know, some redemption. There's no doubt from messing up the 72nd hole, I got some redemption with the way I played those four holes in the playoff. You know, when you see uh, one of your friends uh, getting over the line first, uh, you're, you're obviously very pleased for him. And I hung around for the playoff. I knew he was going to win the playoff. It was a great win for him, a great win for Ireland. To uh, get an Open champion coming from Ireland was something special, particularly somebody that I knew so well. And there's not a shadow of doubt in my mind that very good players, as Graham McDowell was, and then Darren, and then obviously Rory and Shane Larry, a light was shone down the path that they had to take and it was made a little bit easier by Pordrig winning. Having a caddy from a lot of tournaments that he's won and it's a great feeling on the 18th, it's a great buzz when Puck goes in but to win a major, the Open, that was, yeah, you're just, you're ecstatic. And so to the words every golfer wants to hear, but no Irishman had heard since Fred Daly 60 years earlier when he had won the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool in 1947. And with a score of 277, the winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year, 
is Podrick Harrington. Arms aloft, Podrick Harrington steps onto the 18th green once more. I was never carrying a burden of oh, we haven't won a major in 60 years. The Irish don't win majors. Podrick Harrington, the Dubliner who ended Europe's wait for a major title and became only the second Irishman to hold the trophy that is now in his hands. He follows Fred Daly and he perhaps checks out that name on there and then he lifts the trophy. And in his right hand, the trophy is glinting in the Carnoustie sunshine. When I get the trophy after the prize giving, I'm standing there on 18 and uh, my son comes over and I can bring the trophy down and, you know, for him to have a look at it, thinking that, you know, it's the carrot jug. Here you go, son, you can touch the claret jug. And he just says, Dad, can we put ladybirds in it? Dad, can we that. put ladybirds in it? We can indeed, we'll put ladybirds in it. Be the 136th Open at Carnoustie will long be remembered for the many oohs and ahs of the crowd and also remembered for how cruelly close a young Spaniard who had shouldered the lead from day one until Sunday afternoon came to actually winning on that final day. But ultimately, it'll be remembered for how it nearly but didn't break a thoughtful, resilient Irishman who was on a historic quest. Your first is the most exciting, huge sense of relief. My second, 2008 at Birkdale, was the most satisfying. I played great, swung the club great. I won that tournament exactly how, if you were 14 years of age and you were trying to dream how you were going to win a tournament, Birkdale was it. Podrick Harrington taps in from two inches and Podrick Harrington is the 2008 Open champion. He's retained the title he won last year at Carnoustie. When you're at a level that you are a player who can win a major, should win a major, when you get one, there's a huge sense of, oh, I've done that, sheer relief in it. In it goes. Podrick Harrington of Ireland has won the Open Championship. You know, you play your whole career, one of the best players at the time not to have won a major, and you really know that if you don't win one, that your whole career has been wasted. When you get one, it's a huge sense of relief that, you know, that's marked down for history. You are forever going to be a major champion. This has been an original audio production from The Open.